He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a cloudy, dull, just boring. Uh, when is it Wednesday? See, I don't even know what day it is. On a really just kind of a drizzly, boring Wednesday morning, and uh, glad to have you out there with me. We got lots of things to talk about. We're really excited. We got Jonathan Science coming on later today and then in the fourth quarter i'm going to be talking about the very exciting school bond meeting last night um in uh, fredericksburg the for the fisd 82 million dollar school bond and uh listen tomorrow's guest is carla solomon with mercy gate ministries they're having a fundraiser coming up and we've had carla in here before we're looking forward to visiting with her and katie hannah running for Kerrville City Council. I got to know her last weekend. I'm very impressed with this young lady. And uh, so she's going to be in here on Friday to um, talk to us about uh, her race. And she had even talked about inviting one of the other candidates to join her. So we may have two candidates in here on Friday the 22nd. And uh, so uh, definitely Kerrville folks, uh, you need to be tuning in on Friday for sure. You should be tuning in every day. But, you know, if you have to pick, if you have to pick days, um, then Friday is definitely a Kerrville show. And so um, and could also benefit many others when we talk to people who are young and, and, and running for office and the mo- and what motivates them to do that and and uh, so this is a, a show Friday beneficial to everyone. Um, so uh, let's see. We've got some stuff on the calendar for you. Um, the Saturday, May 7th, the first Saturday of every month, there is a prayer gathering at the Kerr County Courthouse. And uh, that is this. Uh, that will be Saturday the what was that a date? I just said it. Saturday the 7th, I guess. Um, that guess must mean that uh, Sunday is on the 1st uh, this next month. And so May 1st, so Saturday, May 7th, County Courthouse, 1 to 2. If you don't think our prayer, our country needs prayer, then I think we need to pray for you because that is uh, that, that our country does need prayer. Our city needs prayer, and our county needs prayer. Everyone around us needs prayer, including myself. So uh, what else do we have on the calendar? I know there's going to be a number of opportunities for you to meet with candidates. Um, We've got events coming up towards the end of the, um, towards the end of the uh, beginning of May. Let's put it that way. The beginning of May, we have a number of different um, candidate forums that are coming up. I know there's going to be a some form of forum in Fredericksburg for both our House District members um, that's that are in a runoff as well as the Senate District runoff. 
And I think there's going to be several um, events in Kerrville as well as Fredericksburg. Uh, none of these are this week, and so I don't have I you know try don't try to get too far out ahead on the calendar. Um, but there are some great places to go for information if you get your Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter every Monday. This thing comes out; it's absolutely amazing. It's filled with uh, with uh, with with information in fact we've had people complain that have said your email is just way too long your newsletter is just way too long um and uh, yes it is it is very long because there are so many different ways you can get engaged and involved in self-governance and so we try to put as many of those out there if you were unable to attend the uh, Fredericksburg Independent School District, the FS, FISD school bond presentation last night, there's another opportunity tonight. I don't know what was going on last night, um, uh, uh, but uh, we had very few people at the uh, bond meeting. I'm going to talk about that in the fourth quarter. Um, and so I'm hoping that um, that was... Um, I'm hoping that uh, there was something really important, really big going on last night. That was Jonathan. So, um, and um, so because we didn't have very many people show up, uh, and we're going to talk about that in the fourth quarter. So tonight, if you missed it last night, tonight the same presentation is going to be at the same place, and maybe this is it. Um, I think they're serving dinner tonight with the uh, Republican uh, uh, Gillespie County Republican women. And so they are, um, they are, uh, that meeting starts at six tonight at St. Joseph's Hall. So if you couldn't make it last night, which is most of you, then uh, you have an opportunity tonight to go and join the Gillespie County Republican Women. And that meeting is at St. Joseph's Hall and it starts at six o'clock. And uh, the, let's see, we've got uh, Saturday, April 30th at two o'clock, uh, Mark Meckler. Uh, from the Convention of States is going to be speaking up in Mason. That's going to be a, a, a good opportunity. Uh, we yesterday, of course, we had the uh, uh, Mr. Sweeney with uh, um, Headwaters for Heroes, and their fundraiser is Saturday, April 30th. And as we get closer to these, we will uh, 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 we will uh, keep you uh, updated on those. So we need to take a short break. Let me give you a little bit of uh, Ben Franklin. We have uh, Mr. Uh, Science on the line. And uh, let's see. Here we go. Beware of the young doctor and the old barber. Beware of a young doctor and an old barber. Y'all stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back with Jonathan Science. We're back. Thank you so much. Staying tuned. Um, we have um, on the line with me uh, Mr. Jonathan Science of Texas Right to Life. He comes on the air with us every other Wednesday and really enjoy having him here. In fact, Texas Right to Life is one of the organizations that we 
um, that we, uh, as the Fredericksburg Tea Party and activists across the state, work hand-in-hand to uh, to pass um, life issues, to pass um, the, these types of, uh, of issues. And so, very glad to have you on here, Mr. Science. Uh, good morning. Good morning. And I know we do similar work, but you know my group's Texas Values and Texas Values Action, not Texas Right to Life. Oh, nonetheless, Jonathan, it's one of those so, mornings. Let's talk about, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about txvalues.org. How about that? Hey, would you would you mind speaking to Baby Tinsley for just a second? I have tried. Tr- uh, we've talked about that a little bit. Baby Tinsley um, was given ten days to live um, three years ago. And what has happened since then? Well, I'm not the expert on that case. That's a case that Texas Right to Life has been working on primarily. But I can tell you what I do know, that it's based on a law that's been around for a while, the 10-day rule, that, you know, the long and short of it, it doesn't give you a lot of options if you're, you or your loved one's at the end of, end of life or, or someone thinks that they are. Even if you're at a, you know, like baby Tinsley at the beginning of your life and people think that for one reason or another that you're, you're not going to live that long, sometimes they start putting some things into place that reduce the options that you have. And sometimes it could put you in a position where it brings about your death instead of being able to be in a position to protect that life. And so I know there's been some good developments in that case that we've supported those issues a lot. We've worked directly with organizations that have done that work and represented these type of cases. And I think it's valuable for more people to know about it. There's been efforts to reform these laws to make sure that if you're ever, you know, people think you're at an end of life issue, that you're at least given hydration, nutrition, the ability to eat, the ability to drink water, all those type of things. Uh, Because sometimes people are in difficult situations, but they come out of them. And so we should treat them with care and dignity and not just give up on them. Absolutely. Thank you. And since I so butchered your introduction and everything I had going this morning, would you please tell our listeners who Texas Values is and what you guys do? Because I'm obviously not in touch with it this morning. So tell tell my listeners about Texas Values. No problem, Matt. I totally understand. Um, I rolled into town late last night, so I'm not operating on all cylinders this morning either. As a matter of fact, I was up in uh, the Fort Worth area in Tarrant County talking about the work that we do at Texas Values and Texas Values Action. We are the largest nonprofit faith and family policy organization in the state of Texas, and we work on the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. We led the effort to pass laws like the Heartbeat Law, laws that protect our churches from being closed by government officials and other bad actors, if you will. Um, And we engage in a lot of things to make sure that parental rights are restored and protected, that sex education and LGBT uh, and other things that are sex exploitive are kept out of public schools. So I do, I can tell our listeners that um, we, when uh, we go to the Capitol every other year during the odd-numbered years, and our different organizations, uh, different groups. Texas Values is one of the the very pri- premier um, organizations that we work with. In fact, their people are all over the Capitol all the time. Probably, but uh, probably one of the most active uh, conservative groups at the Capitol. And the one thing that I think is absolutely amazing is that when there's an important hearing and you need people to testify. 
your your folks are out there they're helping if they if you need to ha- if you want to craft your testimony that um, you've got your your folks out there that'll help you work on your testimony if i recall properly i, I think they've even uh, on some of those really long hearings i think texas values may have even gone out and uh, bought us some pizza or chick-fil-a or something but folks these guys are there to help with any of the texas values anything family values they're there to help, and that's where we plug our um, folks in. The interim charges, there's a lot of interim hearings. In fact, I got noticed yesterday about uh, three or four different hearings, uh, one of them having to do with uh, the number of uh, non-English-speaking students coming up in the schools from I guess we're not sure. I think they're coming from south of the border, um, but they're filling up our schools right now. And uh, are there any interim hearings that you're aware of or any of these committees that you would like for us to, to watch during the interim? Yeah, and just so people know what we're talking about, Matt, interim charges, these are committee hearings that take place in Texas House or the Texas Senate at the state capitol. During a, a non-legislative year, typically, and what they are, they're an opportunity for your people to be heard and for them to, legislators, elected officials, to give a little bit more time and study to important issues. They won't be voting on whether something becomes a law or a bill and things of that nature, but they'll be forming opinions, likely, and taking in information to start thinking about what they need to be doing in the upcoming legislative session which is almost about six months away, and that'll be starting in January unless the governor calls a special session. Uh, so what we've seen so far, one in particular, there's going to be hearing, I forget which committee it's in, but there's going to be hearing on what's going to happen on the life issue, right? Uh-huh. We anticipate, we know the Supreme Court is going to decide whether or not they're going to overturn Roe versus Wade by the end of June, because there's a case at the Texas Supreme Court out of the state of Mississippi. Uh, it's a pro-life law. That is also a direct challenge to Roe versus Wade. Um, that's a case we've been supporting. We've been supporting upholding this pro-life law in Mississippi. It bans abortion after 15 weeks. We know the Texas heartbeat law has already gone up to the, tech, the U.S. Supreme Court three times in one. So um, this decision won't affect that law, but it could affect the entire country if they overturn Roe versus Wade, which is what a lot of people are expecting. So the hearing is going to be prepared for you know, what is based on what the court ruled in this case, what does Texas need to do now to make sure that we protect innocent human life? So, and I think it's real clear to, we need to be real clear with folks that these interim committees, uh, they, they do not make decisions, but they are gathering, it, it's really almost like they're doing their research. Would that be a proper way to, do, to say it? I think that's fair. I mean, that's one part of what they do. But I think, you know, it allows people to sort of get a jump start, a head start on getting important information in front of elected officials and sort of setting the tone and uh, and prioritizing what we should be doing and working on during the legislative session. And so, you know, look, I know a lot of focus right now is making sure people go out and vote, and I think that's good. We've got local elections for school boards, city councils coming up in the next week or two, and then we've got runoff elections throughout the state of Texas. But also think about if you want to make a trip to the Capitol and be involved in some of these hearings, our office is two blocks from the Capitol. Mm -hmm. And as Matt was saying, we're one of the best that can help you be prepared uh, to have your voice heard on these issues. Absolutely. And uh, let me tell you the... One of the biggest issues, and we've started really taking it on in Fredericksburg, um, has to do with the not only the pornography uh, in uh, the school books 
and uh, but also the now we're starting to look at the lack of a better word the grooming material for uh, exposing kindergartners through the third grade and uh, or through all grades to all the different uh, sexual promiscuity everything you could possibly think of uh, from homosexuality to bestiality to to transgendered all these things are being introduced in our schools on a regular basis and we're trying to fight that um the um uh, granberry has been dealing with it in fact you'd be proud to know that some of our moms who um have been fighting this here in the hill country were invited to come speak to the uh, hood county republican club this next tuesday so we're going to take some of our experience up on the road what kind of uh, what kind of advice can you give uh, give parents one one of the things that we see happening is parents are saying look my kids got two more years left i don't want to raise a fuss or parents are saying look my kids are going to be in this school for a long time in this system i got three kids in the elementary school if I stand up and start fighting them now, are they going to take my kids? Are they going to deal with, is it my kids going to feel the repercussions? What advice can you give to parents who are, are up, pretty upset about what's going on, but are a little bit of afraid to stand up and, and, and say something about it? First of all, I can understand the concern that people have. Uh, I have three children. I've worked against government um, encroachment on our rights for close to two decades, and a lot of that work I did before I was a lawyer, before I worked for an organization, and you know had access to a lot of people that could help me. So I totally understand what it can be like, but that is so valuable when a parent, a child, when people that live in their own community that are facing something directly come forward and say, we cannot just sit by and watch this happen. Because uh, this is where you live. This is where your life exists. This is people you see at the grocery store, at church, or, you know, whatever the case may be. And oftentimes, there are many people that feel the same way. So when people step up, they usually realize, oh, wow, there's a lot of other people that care about this, too. And so you'll often find that you'll have a lot of support. You won't be standing alone. But um, i give you a case in point. First of all, if people want questions on how to tackle these issues, uh, you know, look, it's good to have a plan and not just show up and you know, start saying stuff. Sometimes you have to do that. Don't get me wrong. Right. But we help people and uh, excuse me, parents all the time with these issues. We're helping a family in Round Rock ISD, just north of Austin right now. Um, they have a concern because uh, they're, the school district is allowing boys to undress in the girls' locker room. These are boys, I guess, that say that uh, they identify as a girl. And what they did in one case was they told the girl one of the girls, that if she didn't like it, she could use a pop-up tent. They could set up a pop-up tent in the girl's locker room, and she'd still have to undress within that little space next to some uh, biological boy. It's out, you know, and making her feel like she's the one that, um, you know, is not supposed to be there. It's completely out of control. So if, uh, if people want to want to make a difference directly, they can reach out to us. We can walk alongside them like we're doing in Round Rock ISD and we've done in other places uh, because sometimes, you know, you don't want to go there alone. You'd like to have an army behind you. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. All right, Um, folks, we're going to take a short break. Uh, Mr. Science, can you stick around with us for another segment? Yes. 
All right, folks, y'all stay tuned. We're going to take a very short break, and we'll be right back. All right, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned to the Matt Long Show. Um, by the way, the, this program is available on the Hill Country Patriot uh, website every day. It stays up for about a week. And so if uh, Mr. Science of uh, Texas Values, um, a, um, txvalues.org, um, if uh, he says something today that you want to share, you can go for about a week. It'll be up on the hillcountrypatriot.com website. After that, it'll be up on my podcast sites, which I'm going to come back and talk to you about in the fourth quarter. So uh, welcome back, uh, Mr. Jonathan Science, txvalues.org, txvaluesaction.org. Man, the floor is yours. Well, look, it's good to be with you, Matt. I appreciate the voice in the audience, the reach that you have. I want to talk a little bit more about what's happening in Round Rock ISD uh, here lately. Okay, they've had a lot of controversy on their hands. There's a new chapter to it, though, so I want to make sure people are aware of it. And I want people to realize what I'm about to say is not just about what's happening in Round Rock. Things like this are likely happening in your own school district, so I also want it to be instructive for people to be thinking about, oh, is that happening in my school district, and what could I do about it? Um, so we put out a press release last week because for a while we've been working with a family in Round Rock Independent School District. They've had concerns because the school district is allowing – a high school boy to undress in the girls' locker room. Uh, they, uh, they, they have a child in the school district, a daughter. They're, they brought this concern to the school district. The school district really acted like it wasn't a big deal. Uh, they, they won't really tell them specifically that there is a policy. They just keep doing it, and they told this um, high school girl that she could either go home or she could undress in some type of pop-up tent in the middle of the girls' locker room. Um, as if she's the one that is somewhere where she's not supposed to be. Um, and so she's chosen to go home. I mean, she does not feel comfortable or safe in that environment. She's been disrespected. And so she's missing out on time or, or you know, her school days become more difficult because of this. But the other interesting thing that we did in this case, Matt, is we submitted a Public Information Act request to find out from the school district what's going on with this policy, how it was decided. You know, how many other kids are they allowing to do this? They don't tell parents that this is happening. Your daughter just comes home one day and says, you know, mom or dad, there's a boy undressing it next to me in the locker room. That's how you find out about it. And so we asked the school district to turn over some documents about it, and they have not been compliant. They've pushed back. They've come up with all kinds of reasons. On top of that, they're trying to charge us $30,000 almost, over $29,000 for documents and get this, you want to know partly why they're, the bill is so high, Matt? Yeah, because I... they, claim, they claim that there are close to a million pieces of paper or documents that are responsive to our request about what's going on in the school district on this issue. You're telling me that doesn't mean they have a policy when they've got close to one million pieces or pages of documents on this issue, it's absolutely ridiculous. And they do, school districts do this sometimes. They'll try to push back on a Public Information Act request. They'll, char, you know, they'll suggest that there's going to be a big fee, and so people will say, oh, well, gosh, we can't afford that. What are you going to do? Uh, we didn't stop there. We've appealed this to the Attorney General's office. 
And, uh, and we're going to get some answers on this. There's no reason people have, should have to cough up that amount of money just to get the truth about what the schools are doing with our tax dollars. Mm, it's it's ob. Listen, this is just obviously ob. ob uh, yeah, that word. It's just a cover up. I mean, that that is what's so sick. A lot of our uh, locals are familiar with the Round Rock story. We've had uh, Jeremy here. He was one of the parents that had issues over there. We had him speak to the Tea Party meeting. And by the way, the guy is uh, he's the chaplain of the Republican Party of Texas. And, um, man, I'll tell you what, the guy can preach a sermon. He gave us a good David and Goliath story that was just just completely moving. You know, a lot of people ask me, uh, uh, Jonathan, how did we get here? Um, uh, how, how did... How how did we get here? I I don't have I have a simple answer for that, but I would like to hear your simple answer. How did we get here? Well, look, I mean, first of all, Texas is a big state. There are 1,200 school districts, 30 million people in the state, and there are people from other parts of the country. They, for a long time, have been targeting Texas as a place where they want to start expanding their propaganda. And some of those people that live within our state that do not share our values. And they know that when parents are more involved, this stuff is not going to happen. All right. This stuff is not going to fly. It's not going to pass the smell test. And so what they do, they've been doing this for years in education, trying to find a way to get around parents, trying to find a way to exploit some of these things. That way they can have an influence directly on children. I mean, I've seen some of the worst evidence of sex education stuff for years and a lot of times, you know, look, parents are expecting that their kids are being taught some of the basics and academics and so on. They're not expecting that these are things that they should be on the lookout for. Mm. And so and sometimes we think, you know, well, it's Texas. Most of these people are probably solid, conservative, whatever. And so we don't realize that a lot of people that are running for office, particularly at these local levels where these uh, candidates and elections don't get as much attention, do not share our values. Many of them have an agenda, which is not to support parental rights or have parents more involved on these issues. They want parents to be pushed aside. They want to substitute, if you will, for you as the parent, their views and uh, their role with the children. And so, I mean, those are a, a few of the reasons why some of this has been happening. But I can totally understand that people feel like, wait a minute, I woke up and things are way out of control uh, but some of it is what's happened at the Supreme Court. I mean, there's no doubt. And, and some of this was, was sort of brewing, right? Mm-hmm. But when the U.S. Supreme Court legalized same-sex marriage, I mean, that opened the doors up in so many different ways, even though it shouldn't have. It should have just been about the marriage issue. And even though I disagree with that, if that's all the case, you know, the issue was, we shouldn't be seeing some of these things in schools. But some of that is a natural outgrowth of that decision that many of us talked about could uh, you know, be down the road or very close down the road. So here we are six, seven years after that U.S. Supreme Court decision in 2015, and we find a lot of the issues that are happening in school are related to same-sex LGBT issues. And some of the people that support that change in the law uh, also do not seem to have any concern with sexualizing children or discussing sexual topics with them as early as kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Right? Kindergarten, excuse me. Um, that's and completely unacceptable. And a lot of this stuff is against state law. So, um, you know, it, it's, we're sort of overdue to pull the curtain back and shine the light on a lot of this stuff. Um, and, and that's what our organization has always done, and we'll continue to do it. And the parents that want to make a difference, 
I'd say the difference also is parents that will come forward from local school districts to let us know. It's hard for us to know. We, we a few times, at least once, we have sent letters to all 1,200 school districts letting them know where the law is on a lot of these issues. But it's hard to cover a lot of that ground. And we're not going to know from one school district to the next where there's a real significant and current problem unless parents come forward. And so, and typically when they do, we're able to find some way to get some relief for them or shine some light on this and make it harder for it to continue. Folks, that's, you don't know how big that resource is. Uh, Mr. Science the, and Texas Values and these or, other organizations that we, that we are close to in Austin that work at the Capitol, these resources are tremendous. And just like uh, Jonathan just said, they can't, their organization can't know what's going on in every school district unless you reach out to them and let them know. Here is what's happening in our school district. So I'd like to encourage everyone, the uh, parents in Kerrville, the parents in Fredericksburg that are fighting this right now. If you haven't reached out to me yet, reach out to me or reach out to um, TX Values and txvaluesaction.org. What else is on your mind? Tell us about some of your websites. I know you're, I can't even keep yeah. track of all your websites yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, we do that sometimes just to, to specialize in certain areas. Like there's a special website on the Texas Heartbeat Law, texasheartbeatlaw.com. We're having a great event on June 1st in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where we're going to celebrate nine months of the Heartbeat Law being in effect, over 30,000 lives being saved. Excited about that. Uh, the other organization are 501c4, where we endorse candidates, uh, Texas, txvaluesaction.org. Big elections coming up. Speaking of school boards, all right, local elections. Uh, early voting starts next week. Main election day is May 7th. If you know of candidates in your school board you think we should be supporting, let us know. We do endorsements for a lot of local races, too, but we need to hear from you. We don't go out and contact a lot of candidates we wait for them to reach out to us and so but a lot of the work we're doing is primarily the runoffs at the state level which are a couple of weeks after the local elections mm. i think early voting starts may um may 10th or 11th let me check my dates may 14th i forget um goes for two weeks main election day is may 24th and so um check out txvaluesaction.org to see the full list of candidates this is some of the statewide races right land commissioner railroad commission and then some of the state house and senate seats and there are two statewide propositions that can help lower property taxes that are on the ballot so there's something that matters and is relevant to every voter in the state of texas there's a ballot for you uh in the next couple of two or three weeks three to four weeks and we want to help people get educated because and these are the primary elections right and, and there can be differences as we know between Republicans that say they're conservative or not. So it's important to get it right at the primary level. And so that's why we've made some real key endorsements um, in these runoffs in the Republican primary coming up in a couple of weeks. Folks, this, um, uh, the, these next two elections historically are the lowest turnout elections. So your local elections and then your um, runoff elections. Good goodness. I don't even know if we reach a statewide average of 5% during a runoff. And and that makes me sick. But at the same time, for those of us, if, if we can get our people out for our candidates, we can take advantage of that horrible um, uh, turnout for these, uh, for these, both of these regular elections. Uh, Mr. Science, thank you so very much for coming on. TX 
TXValuesAction.org, TXValues. Again, if you want to uh, get uh, get a hold of Mr. Science, call get a hold of me. I'll put you in touch with their office, or just go to their website and send them a letter. Um, thank you again, sir, for uh, spending Wednesday morning with us. You bet. Look, we're not one of those organizations that are trying to hide our identity on social media. You can't find a phone number. You can't find an address or whatever right. the case may be. Um, our number's there. Our email's there. All the work we do is free of charge, like we're doing for the family in Round Rock. So please reach out to us and uh, help us help you and stay informed. And, and God bless. Thanks, Matt. All right, folks. Uh, stay tuned, and uh, we'll be right back. We are back, and if you haven't figured it out yet, um, this is live radio. This is live radio. Um, I get in front of this mic every morning. I don't have a script. I have a very rough outline, which uh, yesterday you heard me confess that I had left my homework at home. You know, I could at least I didn't say the dog ate it. Um, I found it right when I get home, or when I got home yesterday, right next to the hole punch. So I said, you know, I print it, I put it in the hole punch, and then I go over and put it in my three-ring binder. So I saw something shiny between the uh, hole punch and the three-ring binder yesterday, and uh, I don't know. There was a squirrel in the front yard. There was, uh, I don't know. Was it the hummingbirds? It could have been. The, I could blame it on the hummingbirds. By the way, the hummingbirds are just going ape at uh, at my house i don't know how many you have um but uh, one of my favorite things to do before i uh, go a little bit uh, on the dark side here i love going and standing and this is a trick you'll learn if you can get if you can stand really still all right um in fact if you even have a, a something to hold on to a stick or something a cane you can stand within about a foot of your hummingbird feeder and if you don't move, give the hummingbirds a minute or so, and they will all start coming back. And you will be standing in the swarm, in the middle of a swarm of hummingbirds. I've even had them start, you know, come right up to my glasses and look at me and, 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 and hover around my head, checking me out. And as long as you don't move... You can watch those hummingbirds amazingly close up, and I love, I just love doing that. And uh, so, anyway, give it a try sometime and uh, see how much fun you can have really watching these tiny creatures. And uh, God's, good Lord, God's amazing powers. These these hummingbirds have the brains the size of a, I don't know, it, it can't be the size of a pea. I mean, it's got to be the size of a lentil maybe, right? And yet... These hummingbirds, when they go away in the fall, and I take my feeders down, every spring, how do we know the hummingbirds are back? They will start circling the area where the feeder was last year. Uh, you heard me right. If it's a hook on the, we had one house where we had uh, uh, some hooks on the porch, and uh, they would come up and start circling the hook on the porch and that's how we knew it's time to get the hummingbird uh, uh, feeders out 
Um, now that we've got them set out in the front yard, they're kind of uh, these on these uh, freestanding uh, uh, shepherd's hooks, uh, crooks, or whatever you call them. And uh, the hummingbird will come back and circle that area right where we had the feeder last year. It's mind-blowing for a creature that has the brain the size of a lentil. Um, I doubt they can do live radio, but I've got a pretty big brain, and uh, I can't do live radio every day properly. So, podcasts, 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 podcasts. I have been very irregular in getting them posted over the last couple of weeks. There's a lot of things going on, um, and so I have several jobs, and one of my other jobs is um, is is going through a big transition right now, and so... I'm not able to, uh, you know, come home right away like I have been uh, uh, months before and get those podcasts up by noon. Um, Right now, I'm even a day behind. And so please don't go away if you are listening to my podcasts on Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or Radio Public or Breaker Pocket Casts or Podbean or, listen, the list is long. Um, of where my podcasts are available, just go search the Matt Long Show. The Matt Long Show. Um, actually, now on Spotify, it will populate it pretty quick if you just start the M A T T, and it'll pop right up. In fact, the other the Matt Long Show um, doesn't even uh, show up when I search anymore. And that was like a travel blog uh, that he also called the Matt Long Show. So anyway, I'm easy to find, you, easy to share. Most of those, you could download them if you want to, and you can listen to them on the road when you're out in those no uh, cell phone coverage areas uh, that we are so um, used to here in, in the hill country. You can't drive from here to Mason without losing uh, your signal. So um, if you download the podcast, then you can take them on the road with you and play them even when you don't get cellular coverage. So uh, go check that out. So I want to talk about the school bond meeting last night. Um, the Fredericksburg Tea Party has um, for now 13 years, uh, we've done our best to bring in the, the issues that, are most of the, the, that, uh, that affect your life most often we have uh, we've had candidate forums over the years uh, for local elections we have had uh, forums on um, on bond issues on even on um, state laws and stuff that were being considered in um, Austin and so we put a lot of energy into these and uh, very like any other business now we're not in we're not a business but you have to kind of look at that way. Any other business, if you're doing something that nobody is reacting to, if you've got a product on your shelf that no one is buying, all right, you've got a little mom and pop store, and you saw this cool thing at the uh, at the uh, at the show at your retail, whatever your the big show is every year, and you saw these little gigas or gadgets or something, and you bought a hundred of them, and you put them on the shelf and nobody wants them, and uh, you sell a few here and there. So what do you do as a business owner? Well, you put those on a discount, you get rid of them, and you don't order them anymore. You, you have to go and put your energy where you are getting results. And so all of that to say is we have well over 100. In fact, I believe it's maybe even close to 200. I'll have to ask our um, our our uh, membership coordinator, but we have a huge membership. 
Most of our members live in Gillespie County. Most of our members live in the Fredericksburg Independent School District. The school district is going to borrow $82 million. And by the way, this bond is going to pass. Nearly all school bonds pass. Um, and, you know, I hate to say it, but it's going to pass. Um, and uh, you had a, an opportunity to question these guys last night. We put a lot of energy into bringing this in. We had to schedule it several weeks ago. We actually coordinated with the other groups in town when it came to um, when it came to the city council and mayoral candidates, uh, when it came to the school board candidates, when it came to the bond issues, we had uh, coordinated with several of the other uh, uh, Republican, well, I'm going to say, <clears throat> not other, several of the Republican groups, because the Fredericksburg Tea Party is not republican light. Um, we are the Tea Party um but uh, so go back to my point here so we tried to coordinate with those we did not get ex we did not get coordinated with the ladies at the gillespie county republican women um they're under new leadership um so they're having the bond forum tonight so we had it two nights in a row there was a discussion a couple of weeks ago about combining uh, the two meetings and um, I was I, I did not I did not think that was a good idea because I was a little concerned about the different types of questions that a Republican group would ask as opposed to a as supposed to a Tea Party group. I made a big mistake. We should have combined the two meetings. We should have combined the two meetings because both of us paid a lot of money to rent that hall. Both of us made arrangements weeks ago, had to call people. You have to publicize these things. You have to get the word out. All kinds of things. You may buy an ad in the paper, which we do. Um, by the way, we're getting really close. We, I think we're going to completely cut off our relationship with the Fredericksburg paper here pretty soon. Uh, they're pretty worthless. And um, But uh, the point is we put a ton of work into putting on these events. We had about 40 people there last night, about 38, I think, was the number. And I started looking around and counting heads, and um, I realized that we had a lot of people in there who were not members of the Tea Party. Out of the 38, I started looking around, and I go, well, there's, uh, there's uh, David. He's on the school board. Now, he doesn't, he's been to a Tea Party meeting before, but he's not one of our members. And then there's Judge. He's another school board member. He was there. And then there between them was a fellow who was part of the bond board that was there. There were several other candidates there. There were the support of the um, speakers that came. So they brought five. We had three uh, money people to explain the finances of a bond. We had Dr. Williams, and we'd had Dr. Um, uh, uh, Rodriguez, and then we had uh, some, they, some of them brought a friend or two. But my point is, when I started counting, I'm pretty sure we'd had about 17 or 18 Tea Party members at that meeting last night. There's a couple of issues with that. Number one, if you're not going to show up, I'm not sure we need to do these things anymore. I don't see a point in it. Um, all the effort put into it for 18 people to show up on, on an issue that is going to cost you money. $82 million doesn't come for free. Now, they did their best to explain it away last night that uh, how it wasn't going to raise your taxes. And then someone made the mistake later on saying there's no such thing as free money. 
the people who just said um, this uh, $82 million isn't going to uh, raise your taxes, a few minutes later, the same person said, you know, there's no such thing as free money. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. Do we need to rewind this and uh, play what you just said? So um, I hope there was something really massive going on in town last night. Um, I, I really don't want to hear any excuses. Um, please don't call me and tell me why you weren't there last night. But it's, uh, it's time for us to seriously evaluate um, what it is we're going to put our energy and effort into. And um, when, we have, uh, when we have that kind of showing where we put all this energy and effort into it and nobody shows up, I'm not sure if we need to continue having these forums or bringing these special projects. Um, and so it's very discouraging because it took my night away. You know, I only have, uh, I don't even have that many free nights, and I gave one up last night. And, um, yeah, 18 people showed up. Am I discouraged about it? Yes, I'm very discouraged about it. And, um, you know, we've got so many people who are willing to scream and I get the emails, I get the, I get it all the texts of, Oh, what they're doing in Washington. And Oh my goodness. What a Nancy Pelosi said. And, and George Soros, this and the trilateral commission that, and, and they're poisoning our water and 5g is going to kill us all. And we got something right here in our backyard that is actually going to affect you, that you can actually make a difference in, that you can do something about, and you don't show. I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. Someone out there, help me out. Um, I will be sending a letter to our, um, our members uh, here in the next day or two uh, with a survey asking us, what is it you want us to do? Obviously, you don't want us to have forums on school board issues. Or you would have showed up last night. All right, folks, stay tuned for Lorraine. We'll see you tomorrow.